Welcome to this special edition of Kim Commando Today, the podcast where we normally talk about tech news and lifestyle and how it affects you. But today is a little bit different. Kim discovered a new technology that's helping people with PTSD. Kim wanted to share this with you as soon as possible. So this special edition of Kim Commando Today is about new technology that could affect you or someone you know. Let me just say this at the get-go. No amount of military training can fully prepare you for what it's like to be in a war zone. The things that you see, the things that you experience, it just doesn't disappear when you get home. You're going to always be on guard, always alert, always waiting for that next surprise attack. And when your time in the military ends, it's really difficult to pick up how you left off with your friends and family. You may feel like a stranger in your own home, in your own body, and in your mind. People just don't understand what you've been through. I mean, how could they? And then you bottle it up, you take it in. You keep pushing all those memories off to the side, like maybe it's just going to go away. Well, this takes a profound toll on your mental and physical health. And of course, the people around you, they're affected in so many different ways. It's been estimated that up to 20% of veterans who served in Operation Iraqi Freedom experience PTSD. Of course, that's post-traumatic stress disorder. It's a condition that can develop after a person has gone through a really traumatic event, like fighting in that war zone. Some of its symptoms include flashbacks, isolation, chronic pain, depression, and so much more. Now, one symptom that particularly plagues most of the survivors, it's a lack of sleep. 80% of PTSD patients suffer from highly disruptive nightmares. Now, some may even give up altogether. But from ashes to ashes and from dust to dust, so it must be. Well, today is different. I'm going to speak to experts about PTSD and the impact that it has on sleep quality. We're also going to hear from a brave Army veteran, and he's also a PTSD survivor. You see, he's found a new lease on life by using cutting-edge technology. It's a device called Nightwear. And then we're also going to talk to the inventor of the device, who's going to share his journey and the inspiration behind its creation. It's really an, an amazing, unbelievable story. Now, before we get started, I just want to say right here at the get-go, this is not a paid endorsement for Nightwear. You see, normally when I recommend a product, I like to recommend at least three different options, but that's just not a possibility here. I learned about the Nightwear technology and the incredible positive effect that it's having on people's lives and then the families supporting loved ones with PTSD that I just couldn't wait to tell you all about it. So I'm simply just passing along some really important information about a technology that I believe will help so many people with PTSD. Now, we're going to take an in-depth look at the effects of PTSD and then also hope for a better future for our vets. And we have so much to cover. Now, if you know someone with PTSD, you're definitely going to want to share this information with them. We all know how we feel when we haven't gotten a good night's rest. Okay, we feel like garbage the next day. It's hard to concentrate. It's hard to get motivated to do just about anything. Maybe your blood pressure starts going up and then you have other health symptoms. Well, I wanted to learn more about PTSD and sleep because of this new technology that is helping people live with PTSD. So I asked Dr. Brian Robertson to come on board He's board certified in allergy, immunology, sleep medicine, and pediatrics. He knows the ins and outs of PTSD. He also knows the real impact that it has on the quality of sleep. So he's a true expert on the subject of PTSD and sleep deprivation. As a matter of fact, he spent 25 years in the Army. 
before retiring as a colonel. After he ran the sleep disorder clinic at the prestigious Walter Reed National Military Center, and now he's the chief medical officer at Nightwear. So, doctor, let's just start here at the really beginning. Um, I want to talk about the impacts of PTSD on sleep and then this new device that could potentially stop nightmares for PTSD survivors. So you were the former chief of sleep medicine at Walter Reed, right? I, I was. I was. I'm a sleep medicine physician. And so sleep is so important. It is. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, I know we're going to focus on PTSD, especially in our patients with PTSD um, those patients that have that problem, roughly 90 to 100% of them have some sort of sleep disturbance. Um, and so in my practice at Walter Reed, we had a lot of patients that had PTSD related to combat, and they, uh, they would come to our clinic because they had trouble sleeping. And having trouble sleeping because of, I would assume, nightmares? Nightmares are a very big part of it. Um, so around 50 to 80% of patients that have PTSD have nightmare problems. So that was an extremely common thing. But, um, but also insomnia, too. But uh, nightmares in particular, and uh, that was the hardest thing to treat. Um, so when you see enough patients with PTSD, one thing you realize is that the PTSD, the, you can fix a lot of parts of PTSD, but the nightmares tend to be really treatment-resistant. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. So if somebody, if a patient did come to you at Walter Reed and they said, listen, doc, I just can't sleep, what would you do? Well, um, we dig into why that was, right? So, you know, the, the insomnia can be what we call primary insomnia, where they're just awake, but there's not any identifiable reason. A lot of the patients with PTSD, though, they would come in and have insomnia. And when you ask them what, what is waking you up? Nightmares were the answer that we would get a lot of the time. And so it became a nightmare disorder that was causing the insomnia. And so, you know, when we talk about the stages of sleep, just so everybody understands, can you go over that just a little bit, the different stages of sleep and when a nightmare is most likely to occur? Sure. The, there's um, four stages of sleep. So when you fall asleep, you enter this thing we call stage one or light sleep. Um, this is the kind of sleep where you are almost like in a twilight state, where if someone said your name, it may wake you up and you would remember them saying your name, but you would technically be asleep. That only lasts usually for just a few minutes. Then the patients will enter this more moderate sleep and then finally get deep sleep. Um, that all happens at the beginning of the night. Um, usually patients are in deep sleep roughly 30 minutes after they fall asleep. Uh, and then you go into rapid eye movement sleep, and that's when dreams and nightmares are most common. Um, we have patients that, and then for the ones that I dealt with, the patients that had PTSD, that's when they would have trouble staying asleep because they would have a nightmare, they'd wake up, uh, and then be unable to fall asleep again. Are, are, the, are the nightmares that our are, are veterans, is, is it recreation of events? Sometimes, and sometimes it's just having frightening events. Uh, so, yes, we did have we do have a subset of patients that have nightmare disorders that have uh, called recurrent nightmares. So it's the same nightmare over and over, um, and that could be. I, I talk about combat, but um, sexual assault is a very common thing, or being mm -hmm. in an accident or something like that is another common thing. But it's the same one over and over. Um, that's actually a small percentage. Most patients, they don't have exactly the same nightmare over and over. It could be like variations on a theme. Uh, and it can be affected by their anxiety levels during the day, too. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna, work, I was just going to ask yeah, you that. Right. If, if, you know, if you had anxiety or depressed or, or heightened reactions during the day, obviously that would affect your sleep, too. It absolutely would, and and especially in the, what I do now, and I'm working with patients a lot with nightmare problems. One thing that they have told me, which I thought was actually a really surprising thing, it's not something I'd realized for a while, was that a lot of patients can predict when they're having night, going to have nightmares, and it's really just how anxious they were during the day. Did they have time to relax before they fell asleep? If they didn't, they tended to have more nightmares. A lot of patients knew when they were going to have nightmares, which I thought was a pretty interesting thing. Um, how did they? How did they know? I mean, they, their they anxiety just level, they... how they felt during the day, it influenced the nightmares at night. So if they were very anxious and their PTSD symptoms were uh, triggered or something like that, then they would have more nightmares that night. Now, you know, I, you know, and I know a lot of people who will, you know, say, well, in order for me to sleep, I need to have a few drinks. 
Uh, how does that affect the nightmare? <laughs> yeah, so alcohol um, is the number one uh, hypnotic drug that's used in the United States. Um, people use it all the time, and it does, in fact, help you fall asleep. The problem with alcohol is that you metabolize that alcohol, and the products of that metabolism of alcohol will cause you to have sleep fragmentation. So while it is your you fall asleep faster with alcohol, mm-hmm. you don't have good restful quality sleep, especially in the second half of the night. Um, I see. It, that's the issue. Yeah, that's, we, we encourage patients that have these problems not to drink alcohol. Unfortunately, it's a fairly common problem, especially in patients with nightmares, because when they drink alcohol, if you drink enough alcohol, you'll black out and you won't have nightmares. Uh, and patients, wow. unfortunately, discover this and they will abuse alcohol that way sometimes. Now, what about the use of drugs like Ambien? Ambien um, won't prevent the nightmares. Um, in most cases, there have been trial, you know, people have tried using that and there's a few other drugs we've tried, some with more success than others. Uh, but Ambien itself, it'll help you fall asleep, but um, if you have a nightmare, you'll still be able to wake up. It's not usually that big of an effect. And I know this sounds like a basic question, but, you know, doctor, if you don't get enough sleep, what happens to your body? Yeah, so insufficient sleep was a major problem when I was in the military, and it, uh, in the military, over half of the active duty uh, service members get less than six hours of sleep, which is not nearly enough wow. sleep. And so when you have, yeah, it's a real problem. Uh, when you have insufficient sleep, that leads to several problems. So most importantly, you have problems with your processing speed, so your, think, your ability to think, we call it cognition, is impaired. Uh, you have problems with remembering things, so you know, remembering new information. And then, uh, really importantly, emotional regulation. So people, if something goes wrong, you know, adults especially, you're able to handle it and, and move on to your day. People that have problems with emotional regulation uh, would kind of fly out the handle uh, with just the slightest provocation. Well, you know, the work that you're doing now, I'm, I know you did wonderful work at Walter Reed, but the work and the work that you're doing now at Nightwear is mm-hmm. pretty amazing. How did you get to be their chief medical officer? <laughs> so I um, had difficulty controlling nightmares with our current. We have a medication that we use very commonly. Uh, it's called Prazosin. It's a blood pressure medicine. And it's been used for probably about 20 years now uh, to treat nightmare disorders. And for some of the patients, uh, I've heard 20 to 50% of the patients, it's effective. The others, it's not effective. And so what happens is uh, the patients where it's not effective, we really didn't have a lot of great treatments to offer. There are some kinds of um, psychotherapy that you can do that are specifically Mm -hmm. targeting nightmares. But again, those don't work in all patients. And some patients um, were unable or unwilling to participate in those kinds of therapies. Uh, Now, I'll give you an example because I think it's really instructive, right? So a lot of these therapies recall one of them um, called IRT, you need to write down your dream. You write down your nightmare. It only works for recurrent nightmares. So let's say that someone has been raped. One of the things that you need to do to do IRT is write down as, as much detail as possible the, the dream, the dream about the rape, and people are just not able to do that sometimes. I mean, that's like a whole other level of emotional trauma. <laughs> It's extremely hard, right? So we call yeah. it trauma re-exposure, and almost every therapy, uh, every therapy like that involves some level of trauma re-exposure. So I had heard about um, nightwear, and uh, while I was on active duty, and um, well, the timing was right. I was going to retire from the military, and I was looking for where I could make the most impact for patients, and I mm-hmm. thought that. Um, nightwear would be a good way to do that. And so it, it doesn't involve trauma re-exposure. It's a device uh, that you wear during your sleep, and it vibrates when it appears that you're having a nightmare, and it stops people from having a nightmare, sort of interrupts the nightmare without waking them up. I've had an occasion to do some research on nightwear and mm-hmm. read about some folks that have really been helped by it. And one gentleman, he hadn't slept, I want to say, for like 14 years. And at one point, he didn't sleep really for three months. When I say didn't sleep yeah. for 14 years, I mean, he didn't have a full night's rest for right. that long. Did not have uh, restorative sleep is what we call it. Um, so, yeah, that's a big problem with these patients is that, you know, no one's, he didn't 
not sleep for 14 years, but he didn't have good restful sleep for 14 years. That's probably a better way to put it. And then he was on all these different medications because blood pressure was high and he's anxious. And it just seemed like, uh, you know, a snowball effect. It just keeps going down and down and down. And there's other aspects of this too. So I mentioned those things about insufficient sleep impacting your emotional regulation, your thinking and memory, but it also affects even things like how much pain you perceive. Um, patients, if you get them sleep, perceive less pain than they otherwise would. Um, depression symptoms improve when you have more sleep. And so getting quality sleep is, I mean, it's fundamental to being a human. You need this sleep. You need seven to eight hours of sleep. And when you don't get it, you will suffer in different ways um, that are uh, sometimes subtle and sometimes not so subtle. So when you heard about Nightwear, I, I bet you you just went on fire for this, huh? I did, and I thought, you know, this is something that I can do. I, I really felt for these patients, and if you, you talk to doctors, we, we really want to help our patients, and sure. this was one way, this area and these kinds of patients were the ones that felt like we, the sleep community and the medical community, were kind of failing them, and we needed something else. Um, and this is a, Nightwear is a, a digital therapy um, and so I will tell you, like, even maybe 10 or 15 years ago, it would not have been possible to no. have this therapy. But we, because of advances in computing power and things like that, we can we have this available to us. And so it's just a new way to deal with the problem. Um, when I talk to doctors about this, what I tell them is that you can change the patient's brain chemistry with medications to fix the nightmares. That's what we do with Prazosin. You can do therapy and either change the content of the nightmares or get the patient to a place where they're not as bothered by the nightmares. Or this is just a new paradigm for treating it, which is to simply not allow the nightmares to happen. And so even patients where the the watch vibrates, and so even patients that tell us that it wakes them up, they continue to use it because if – the vibration wakes them up, they can quickly go back to sleep, and it's not a big deal. If they have the nightmares, they will be awake for an hour or two in the middle of the night, and they're just going to get insufficient sleep. So so I want to get a little bit more into nightwear, but I just have one question. And obviously, I don't have a medical degree, but I I do go to WebMD every once in a while, just to let you know. Okay. Uh Okay. Okay. Um, But... If if a, a gentleman or a woman, if they come back, they're a vet and they have PTSD, if you can help alleviate the nightmares, what effect does that have on the overall diagnosis and prognosis of them having PTSD? Um, so I think they'll continue to have that, that PTSD diagnosis, but... You know, it's all about the symptoms. Like, how well are we managing or mitigating the symptoms of the PTSD? Um, you know, the anxiety levels during the day, the inability to kind of let your guard down, those are all things that they need to work with therapists on. Nightmares are just one part of it. And mm-hmm. it's a part that we've just been unsuccessful in treating, and we wanted to help these patients. Um, and I think that's the important role, you know. No one, I don't, we want to claim that Nightwear would fix all your PTSD symptoms, but we can help with this part of it, which has been really resistant to treatment thus far. So we have patients that have used Nightwear. We had, we had two patients, women, um, that have PTSD. One of them lost 30 pounds and one of them lost about 50 pounds after using Nightwear because they were able to, they were able to like be more active during the day and be more functional during the day. One of the other effects of insufficient sleep is it makes you hungry. Um, if you've ever been oh. up all night and then, you know, hit the vending machine, you're looking for fat and carbs, right? Because <laughs> your, your body's <laughs> exhausted and you just need that, that jolt of energy. And, uh, yeah, they, they've reported this. I've had another patient. He started using nightwear, and he um, started exercising for the first time in about five years. And this is a guy who was ex-special forces and was used to exercising oh. and just was exhausted all the time because he could never get good sleep. And so it enables getting good sleep enables you to do things that are healthier during the day. And so as a medical professional, and obviously with countless years of dealing with PTSD and sleep, um, where do you think the technology is going to take us next as far as physiologically? Nightwear, um, I, I think we need to, it's a smaller, small company, and it, of course, needs to be developed. I think we need to better understand um, 
you know, how our treatment, our technology exactly affects sleep and like how it works. Um, we're pretty convinced that it works. The, the next question we have to answer is exactly what are we doing to their sleep that makes it so much better? How would you figure that out? Um, well, there's a few ways. So the most important way is just looking at the stages of sleep. So patients that have PTSD have been studied with, you know, EEG overnight while they're sleeping. And there's a few things that stand out as ongoing patterns. One is that they have very little of that deep sleep. They have a lot of that light sleep. And their, their REM sleep is very fragmented. Um, and so we're hoping to see, I think we're going to see that these patients have better REM continuity, so the REM sleep is more consolidated and it's more solid, we're going to see more deep sleep and less of that light sleep, which is not as restorative. Well, I think what you're doing is amazing, really. I think yeah. I, I, I was so excited to have the chance to talk to you and also to the developer and the, and the yeah. veteran who's, still, who's suffering from PTSD, because the more people we can tell about this product, I, I think the more people we can truly help. And thank you for coming on and telling us more about it. No problem. Thank you for having me. Okay, so now that we all have a basis of PTSD and the effects on sleep, and wow, it's really, really, really devastating. We're going to talk next with a remarkable PTSD survivor and a veteran of the Afghani war. And then later on, we're going to talk to the inventor of this new device that's called Nightwear. So stay with us. Let me tell you about a revolutionary new mobile voicemail app. If you've got a business, your voicemail is probably filled with messages from customers. Often the messages don't contain all the details you need. But what if you were able to get visual information from your callers? That's something you can't do with a traditional audio voicemail box, but you can with Fillmore Productions Video Voicemail. With Fillmore Productions Video Voicemail, callers receive a link to download the mobile app. There they can view important details about your business, watch videos about what you have to offer, and then leave you a video message. Actors and musicians can showcase what they do, and callers to medical practices or repair shops can report their issues visually. There are so many things that video voicemail can do for a business that makes audio voicemail a thing of the past. Discover what video voicemail can do for your business. Visit GetVideoVoicemail.com. That's GetVideoVoicemail.com. That's GetVideoVoicemail.com. You know, over the years, I've talked a lot about post-traumatic stress syndrome or disorder. Sometimes people call it that. Um, and it's interesting to me how technology has evolved. You may remember a couple of years ago that I interviewed a company that was actually doing simulations. They would take soldiers and put them back into the environment using virtual reality so that they could experience what happened to them when they were in a war zone. So like, for example, there was the gentleman who I spoke with who was convinced that because he did not act appropriately that eight of his buddies were killed. But by going through the simulation years later after it happened, he realized that he couldn't have done anything. There was nothing more that he could have done to save the lives of these eight men. And so technology is playing a role. So PTSD, according to the Mayo Clinic, is triggered by some terrifying event, whether you have experienced it or you just saw it. And the symptoms include um, a lot of things, flashbacks and nightmares, insomnia, severe anxiety, uh, uncontrollable thoughts about the event. Now, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs says that about 11 to 20 percent of veterans that served in Operations Iraqi Freedom, Enduring Freedom have uh, PTSD in a given year. And of course, there's therapy and there's medication. But when I ran across this story, I just knew I wanted to talk to this gentleman because, you know, I'm a huge supporter of the military. You can hear my show on the Armed Forces Radio Network in a, you know, 175 different countries. But when I, I read about how the Apple Watch had changed this man's life, hello, Robert. Hello, Kim. Tell us where you were stationed. What was going on? Um, I was uh, deployed in 2003 to 2004 uh, on, during the ground war when it first uh, initiated in Iraq in Sadr City. And then I was uh, deployed to 
Afghanistan in 2010 to 2011 uh, in RC East, which is uh, along the Pakistan border. And what were you doing? I am a uh, combat arms soldier, so I see. basically the, you know, the you see first-person shooter games. So that's the closest I could say to it. I don't want you to relive everything that happened. So when you got back home, how were you? Um, initially, when I got back home, like in 2004, uh, I knew before, before I got home, I knew there was something wrong, something different. And uh, I received phone calls from several of my chain of command, which is, you know, my colonel and my sergeant majors and commanders. And they were like, hey, everybody is getting checked out and getting medication and stuff. You need to go get looked at because you got PTSD. And okay. at the time, that word was new. So it was kind of like cancerous to guys who were like trying to make a career out of the military. And I was one of those guys. Wow. So I was like, okay, I'm not noticing anything. So I'm not going to get checked out. And as time went along throughout the year, a couple of years, I started noticing that, you know, the anxiety, the short-temperedness, the inability to multitask like I used to. And I was a uh, combative sleeper. And then I wasn't a sleeper. And so from 2004 to about 2000, about 2014. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's I, a long time. Basically, well, I didn't really come to, uh, to, I lied to myself the whole time. I'm like, okay. okay, we can get through this plug and play. So I actually volunteered to do my uh, last deployment to Afghanistan. I'm like, I got to get back into the plug and play, the anxiety of, you know, it's like I need to get have my self-worth back. I need to get back into the game, plug and play. Let's do this. And when I deployed to Afghanistan, I come to the realization during a, a uh, confrontation that, hey, there is something wrong. That's not how you react to this situation. And I, I basically said I came to acknowledgement. Okay, I acknowledge that there's something wrong. I've got PTSD, there's no doubt. Wow. So from 2004 to 2014, I used to run. And I would run, you know, five, ten miles a day mm -hmm. to get the endorphins up. That was my drug. Oh. To get the endorphins up. So, but my wife and my family knew that there was something different. Sure. Now, did were were you taking any medications then? I honestly did not seek medical assistance until for at all to get medication wow. at all until two thousand and. 11. It was 2011. I had, i just got back from Afghanistan and I just shown up to Fort Benning and I had gone three months without sleep. Oh, three months. And oh my three gosh. Months without Robert. Sleep. And I had a, uh, thunderstorms were just horrid. They're just horrible. And I used to sleep with my pistol, not too far from me. And it was just at the point where it was, you know, I was, at the point where I was driving to work and didn't know how I got to work because I had lost that much sleep. So all this is going on. How did, what happened with the Apple watch? How did you know about this? How were you put together with the, this app? Okay. Um, I started taking on these medications, uh, right before I got out of the military, I went and got help, got, you know, Zoloft for PTSD. And then I was put on medication to lower my heart rate and so when I retired, I was taking 38 pills a day. That was my dietary oh supplement. My 38 pills to include because I have a spine injury. So I was taking narcotics on top of muscle relaxers, on top of all this. And I kept looking because I'm like, this can't be healthy for my body. This ain't how I want to no. be. Mm -hmm. And I started searching online, and I seen an article in the Army Times that was about this individual who developed his dad had PTSD real bad and he developed a app that he was trying and it was actually helping his dad. And at the bottom, he left his email and I was like, got it, got it. I don't want to ride this one in. So I 
emailed him immediately. I'm like, look, I'm dire straits. Because at this point, sleeping, I have become violent. And, you know, you just, when you wake up and you know you've, you know, had become a combative sleeper and you have to look at your wife and you just feel like total trash. So you reached out for the, for, with the guy who wrote this, this app that's called uh, Nightwear. And what did he say? He said, I got you. That's what he said. He says, I got you. No problem. We're going to take care of you. And so I went to my psychiatrist and I said, Hey, I want to try this app. And this was, this is what really was impressive to me is my psychiatrist at the time goes, Hey, it's not a medication. So I'm all for it. If it's going to be, you know, if it's going to benefit you. Love that. So I, sent, I love that. I'm an app. And within a, within a day I had this, I had the system. Okay. It was the, the phone and it's got the software on it. And then, the watch that's paired to the phone. And what 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 does how does it work? Explain to us how it works. It's it's got something to do with. I'm not smart with the the algorithm, but it has to the point where when at nighttime when you start during the the times that you have nightmares, when the nightmare starts and your pulse starts to rise, this, the watch detects what your regular pulse is, and it detects that something different is happening, and it interjects by vibrating. And it takes you out of that nightmare. Does it wake you up totally or not? No. No, you'll sleep and look at your watch in the morning and it'll say, you know, you slept eight hours and you had 23 interruptions that it's taken, that nightmare took care of. So it's like, that, wow, that's that, it's crazy. And so did it work with you automatically? And automatically. First night, first night I ever slept more than eight hours woke up and it interjected like 35 times. Wow. And I was like, I don't remember a single nightmare. But I you slept, slept? the first time. Oh, my gosh. And so, of course, that changed your whole disposition during the day, too, because you were able to get a good night's rest, right? Right. You're able to focus. You're able to, you know, it's a total difference. And, you know, your mind affects so many things. So it, it also affects your your body, and your organs, and everything is affected, your eyesight, everything's affected by how well you're able to get a good night's sleep. And so then, was, so you went, so did your, did the number of pills, your medications from 38, did it, did it drop as well? Yes, it depleted completely. I mean, not all the way down, but I mean, it, it gotten down to like, you know, 16 now. You know, when I went into my doctor, he was like, what have you been doing that's different? And I'm like, okay, this is what, <laughs> you know, I've been using nightwear. And he's like, because all your labs are coming back different. Your le- your levels are, are like back where they're supposed to be. To me, it's it's a game changer. You know, I'm so glad that we had a chance to talk. I really am. Because, Robert, I don't know how many people that we're going to help off of this conversation. How How much is the app? I don't know, but I've heard. You know, I have insurance, and my insurance takes care of everything. So I oh, heard it's nice. upwards around... I guess around seven thousand, between five and seven thousand dollars. But when you look at the medication, you know, if you didn't have this device and the counseling you have to go to, and all this, I mean, it's you well save money by getting this device by using your insurance. Talk a little bit about for people who don't understand the expression "I've got your six. Pretty powerful sentence. "I got your six. Um, it was nice to know. I mean, it was, I'll tell you, it was, it was a life-changing event to know that you can go to bed and not have to fight the demons that you have fought so many times over and over and over. I was on the, you know, a lot of people that I talked to, they're on the edge. I mean, they're literally the stigma where they, you know, that people are committing suicides daily. And that's the only reason why I started speaking out. I don't work for this company, but the way that it helped me and I got soldiers that are committing suicide, and I'm like, "Hey, what do you have to lose? And, it's not a right? medication. It's not going to do anything to your body harmful, and you can still stay in the military." You know, a lot of people are always worried. Like I was when I, PTSD came out. Everybody was worried that, "Hey, you know, if I say I got PTSD, maybe they'll kick me out of the military." But with this device, you can take it on a deployment with you. You're still able to have a career and provide for your family. 
It's phenomenal. It really is. And like you said, it's a life changer. It's a lifesaver. You know, Robert, thank you for your service to our country. And also thank you to your family because we all know here that when a soldier gets deployed, the whole family goes with, right? Uh, and I'm so incredibly proud of you for telling your story. And I know it's hard probably to to relive some of these experiences, but just know that, you know, 100% that you have helped others who are listening and maybe somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody about who has the similar experience is that, you know, in the time that we just spoke, I I assure you, I assure you that we just helped maybe thousands of people. Uh, Robert, once again, thank you for your call. Nightwear has already impacted so many lives for the better, but it all had to start with an idea, right? Well, when Tyler Skuzicek saw his dad suffering from PTSD nightmares, he refused to sit back and say, oh, I guess dad's going to get better someday. Instead, Tyler used his computer science skills and education, along with an Apple Watch, to create nightwear. I mean, this is a truly groundbreaking solution that could change the lives of so many people who experience trauma-induced nightmares. So up next, we're going to talk to Tyler about his invention and how this is a real game-changer in the battle against PTSD. Let me tell you about a revolutionary new mobile voicemail app. If you've got a business, your voicemail is probably filled with messages from customers. Often the messages don't contain all the details you need. But what if you were able to get visual information from your callers? That's something you can't do with a traditional audio voicemail box, but you can with Fillmore Productions Video Voicemail. With Fillmore Productions Video Voicemail, callers receive a link to download the mobile app. There they can view important details about your business, watch videos about what you have to offer, and then leave you a video message. Actors and musicians can showcase what they do, and callers to medical practices or repair shops can report their issues visually. There are so many things that video voicemail can do for a business that makes audio voicemail a thing of the past. Discover what video voicemail can do for your business. Visit GetVideoVoicemail.com. That's GetVideoVoicemail.com. That's GetVideoVoicemail.com. Okay, when a soldier gets deployed, I've said this for so many years, the entire family gets deployed. So one son of a war veteran and hero wanted to help out his dad. Tyler saw his dad suffering from PTSD nightmares, and he wanted to do something about it. And Tyler, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, what a dramatic change of events for that gentleman's life. Amazing. So why did you create Nightwear? Um, Well, the personal story for me is, uh, the short story is my dad has uh, post-traumatic stress disorder from his time spent in Iraq back in 2006. Um, and so the story kind of goes that yeah, in 2016, I was a senior at McAllister College, and I saw an advertisement for a technology programming event called a hackathon in which the, the, uh, in which the motto was finding a mobile solution for PTSD. And so, you know, having this father who came back from Iraq, a different person than, you know, when he went, uh, that seemed like a great opportunity for me to, you know, try to make some sort of difference in his life. Um, well, that's, and so, well um, so, so you went to this hackathon and then yeah. it was to develop apps for folks with PTSD. And yeah. what made you think about using a smartwatch? Yeah, so the smartwatch is the, the story behind that's a little bit interesting. So at this hackathon, there were all sorts of these professionals who know things about the human mind that I could never even know, like all these psychiatrists and doctors that work for the Department of Defense or the VA. And I, we just started having conversations. And one of the things we talked about was my dad had trouble sleeping at night. And so uh, we kind of narrowed down and determined that, you know, those midnights of him standing at the fridge, uh, unable wow. to sleep, uh, were due to, you know, these night terror, traumatic nightmare episodes that would cause him to awaken, which, you know, he's not resting well, which leads to daytime symptoms of um, anxiety and depression. And so, um, to back up to the event, so we had these conversations and they kind of brought up the idea of a service dog. So what service dogs do is when 
they notice that their owner is having these events, they could do a number of things. They could go turn on the light. They could go, um, you know, just provide a warm body for their owner. And what we saw was this opportunity. We're like, hey, we have these, you know, smartwatches that can sit there and watch you while you sleep. I know that sounds funny, but it's true. They sit there and they monitor how you're moving, how your heart rate is working. Um, So we kind of thought, could we create a service dog that is worn on your wrist? That's awesome. And so what sensors did you tap into on the watch? Originally, uh, we tapped into the heart rate sensors that kind of, you know, show your beats per minute over time. Uh, the accelerometer, which kind of shows how you are moving around and fidgeting, and also the gyroscope, which shows if you're, you know, moving and sleeping in different positions all night. Um, and of course, even now, so that was 2016, even now there's even more sensors on these watches, uh, such as the heart rate variability sensor that can give you all sorts of information that could lead to seeing someone uh, as being stressed while sleeping. So have you modified the app to take advantage of the new sensors, or it's not necessary? Uh, the version is not published, but yes, that is that is something I'm actively working on at the moment, or we are actively working on at the moment. That's terrific. So, so how did it help your dad? He wore it uh, probably on the order of a little over a year, maybe uh, 18 months or so. And at first, we just kind of put it on him and just watched what happened, right? So we saw the nightmares. We saw the wake-up episodes. Um, and we just kept tweaking our model. Because we, we use machine learning methods, right? You input all sorts of information about one sleep. You output whether you think they're having a nightmare or not, um, and then intervene accordingly. Um, and so what I did was I put it on my dad and all sorts of versions of the model and the application, and some of them worked, some of them didn't. We found the parts that worked, uh, kept tweaking, kept tweaking, kept tweaking, until we started to see that number of nightmares going down. And they would go down you know, pretty dramatically at first. Um, And then you'd notice even those few and far between nightmares starting to disappear over long-term use. Uh, So it was really exciting. Really, Yeah, exactly. It was so exciting to see that, especially when it's a story as close to someone that's in your own household. That is amazing. I mean, that's phenomenal. I mean, I just, I couldn't imagine being able to change a person's life like that. Nonetheless, it's my own dad, right? Gosh, phenomenal. Thank you. Uh, so when did it when did it actually become a product? When did Nightwear become a product? Yeah, so it gained FDA clearance, and if I remember right, November of 2021. Uh, so that's after having a number of clinical trials with various uh, VAs across the country, um, and then it's been slowly since then been made available to more and more and more people ever since. And so, how many people do you think are using Nightwear right now? I know for sure on the order of thousands. I, I don't know the exact number, but it's thousands. It used to be one, so that's actually a really impressive. Uh, <laughs> well, it has to start someplace, right? With everything. I mean, yeah. I think of um, you know when I started doing radio all those years ago. My very first affiliate was in uh, Battle Creek, Michigan. <laughs> so it's like, okay, you know, now we're in Chicago, New York. So you you all got to start someplace, right? <laughs> so we started with one. Um, now, yeah, exactly. did I read correctly that you also did a Kickstarter with this? Yeah, we did. So as soon as I got back from that hackathon, um, you know, after, you know, I gave it to my dad and uh, we were kind of in the middle of doing all that testing, we kind of wanted to explore all of the watch options um, and kind of start, you know, go out and buy pretty much every single smartwatch, start evaluating hardware, see which ones were the best and so on and so forth. And so we were like, hey, let's launch a Kickstarter for 1200 bucks, because that's how much it costs to buy, I don't, I don't remember the exact, but like five or so smartwatches of different brands, right? So mm-hmm. like, for example, the Apple Watch or the Fitbit or um, the Samsung Watch, like we were trying them all at the time. And so we, we set the goal for like 1200 bucks, but as soon as the Kickstarter launched, was kind of when that first wave blast of media launched and it was, our story was viewed by, you know, millions of people. So we kind of ended up uh, blowing that goal out of the water, and we raised $26,000 initially, which helped kickstart Nightwear into becoming ultimately what it is today. Does it work only on on an Apple Watch? Uh, Yes. So it's actually an interesting story in that uh, you can't just go download Nightwear for your own Apple Watch and your own uh, iPhone. Uh, How this works, I'll explain why that is in a second, but how this works is you actually receive a kit with an Apple Watch and an iPhone with Nightwear already pre-installed onto it. And the reason for that 
is because this is being treated as a medical device, which means there is a very narrow set of things that this is allowed to do, right? And we need Mm -hmm. to very much control the environment in which it is running. And so, like, for example, you might be wearing your Apple Watch at night, and you might get that ding, you hit your fitness goal for today notification. Mm -hmm. But it might be trying to send that notification at the same time it's sending, like, an intervention to jump into a nightmare. So we basically... You get a device, but you can't use it for anything other than nightwear. Okay, that's interesting. And so how exactly does the watch wake somebody up or not wake them up, just enough to maybe make the nightmare stop, but to keep them in a sleep state? Is that correct? Yeah, and you just hit it right on the head yourself. So kind of part of the uh, learning process of monitoring all these biometric signals that we, you know, create our own stress metric out of. So what we do with that information is you say, hey, we notice someone is having a nightmare. And initially, you provide the smallest amount of feedback to a person's wrist, like the faintest buzzing possible. And you just want to see if it does anything, right? And you just mm-hmm. keep you know, building a profile of this user of what wakes them up and what doesn't by slowly increasing it. Because if you start at the top and you, know, you buzz the watch as hard as it will go, you wake someone up and it kind of, you know, could ultimately defeat the purpose of trying to get them more rest. Right. So you start to build these profiles of how much you can buzz a user at certain times of the night, given certain stress patterns and things like that. So the goal is buzz them in order to pull them out of a traumatic nightmare, but ideally not hard enough to wake them up. And kind of the sweet spot of nightwear is finding that sweet spot. And and how long does it take a person using nightwear before nightwear kind of figures that out? Um, that's a good question. The number is getting smaller and smaller, like as we go on and, you know, build better models and load them into the, load them into the watch. But, uh, initially it would watch them for 10 full days of sleeping. And I believe Mm -hmm. now it's down to just a few days, but it's really not a long time to start to get the gist of someone's sleep cycle. And what's nice too is, you know, it does this, you know, monitoring without intervention right away. But it always keeps monitoring as a person's nightmares like start to go away, like over time. Like it's intervening and monitoring at the same time. So what you can do is continuously change this user's sleep profile as their sleep changes or, you know, what we ideally want is for someone's sleep to improve. So you might be Mm -hmm. someone on day one of wearing it might have a completely different sleep profile than someone on day, I don't know, 300. So has it ever just not worked on a person? Um, Yeah. Sure. There, there are cases where it doesn't necessarily work. And so uh, what we like to say is that nightwear is supposed to be part of a balanced breakfast of like your <laughs> PTSD treatment. And so the idea is, is you, you can use nightwear and that's not the only thing you're supposed to be doing. You could do nightwear. You could be on some sort of controlled medication. You could be going to regular therapy um, like through, but this is all done through a medical practitioner, right? So when I said earlier, nightwear is available through prescription, it's because of that. And sometimes therapies don't work, and sometimes they do work. Uh, Exactly. Sometimes sometimes nightwear doesn't work, but sometimes it does work. Um, So I won't say, so I just want to make sure in the same breath I say that nightwear works. um, And I could say that we've done the uh, medical research and recently just published a, um, a medical article that can be found on the nightwear website uh, that shows it being effective. But just like anything else, it's effective for a lot of people, but not necessarily all people. Sure. Yeah, but if you have PTSD and you're having trouble sleeping, I think the stats are definitely in your favor that you should absolutely try nightwear, as you said, as part of a balanced breakfast, as part of your entire treatment. So it just doesn't operate by itself. So because it's a prescription, Tyler, covered by insurance, right? Yes. uh, Nightwear is slowly being added to more and more levels of insurance. So I believe they've been added to the TRICARE insurance plan, which I used to be on as a kid because my dad was in the Army. Um, So, you know, I'm kind of familiar with it a little bit. Uh, So it's been added there. So people (laughs) at, for example, the VA are able to use it and have it automatically uh, reimbursed through their insurance. Um, I believe Nightwear is currently working to have it reimbursable through Medicare. I'm not sure what the status wow. is on that at the moment, but then as soon as, you know, this starts gets the ball rolling of having it available via all private insurance as well. So are you, is this your full-time gig? 
No, 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 no. Uh, I, I still consult with the Nightwear team quite a bit um, at doing algorithmic development and the things that I really like to do. So my background is uh, computer science and statistics. And so I really uh-huh. like just digging into the technical pieces of the application. And so um, I like to stay involved with the team. But I'm a uh, full-time research scientist through the Department of Energy. Tyler, thanks for spending time with us. I know that we just helped a whole bunch of people. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, just ahead, how you can get more information on Nightwear and see if it's right for you or someone you know. Here on Kim Commando Today. Let me tell you about a revolutionary new mobile voicemail app. If you've got a business, your voicemail is probably filled with messages from customers. Often the messages don't contain all the details you need. But what if you were able to get visual information from your callers? That's something you can't do with a traditional audio voicemail box, but you can with Fillmore Productions Video Voicemail. With Fillmore Productions Video Voicemail, callers receive a link to download the mobile app. There they can view important details about your business, watch videos about what you have to offer, and then leave you a video message. Actors and musicians can showcase what they do, and callers to medical practices or repair shops can report their issues visually. There are so many things that video voicemail can do for a business that makes audio voicemail a thing of the past. Discover what video voicemail can do for your business. Visit GetVideoVoicemail.com. That's GetVideoVoicemail.com. That's GetVideoVoicemail.com. Nightwear may not be for everyone, but so many soldiers and people are silently impacted by PTSD. In any way, shape, or form, If I can ever share a solution on my show that can change one life, just one single life for the better, I'm going to do that. So if you want to get more information about Nightwear and see if it could be a solution, as I said, for you or someone you know, uh, just check out their website. It's at nightwear.com. Let me spell that for you. That's N-I-G-H-T-W-A-R-E.com. Once again, that's nightwear.com. If you think you need help, there are resources there for you. For anyone who has or thinks they might have PTSD, You can reach out to the National Center for PTSD, the Wounded Warrior Project, and also the American Legion. Now, if you want to speak to someone right now, the Veterans Crisis Hotline is open 24-7. It's confidential crisis support for vets and their loved ones. And get this, you don't have to be enrolled in VA benefits or health care to connect. Just dial 988 and press the number 1. And you can also chat online or text at 838-255. We have this information up on our website right now. And I'd like to say thank you to Dr. Brian Robertson for sharing his knowledge with us and also First Sergeant Robert Geddes for really exposing his story. It was probably really tough for him. And Tyler Skuzlicek for joining us and telling us how he got started. But also, thank you for listening to our podcast. And I want you to know, I would love for you to share this podcast with someone you know, because together we may be able to change somebody's life. I'm Kim Commando, and thanks again for listening. And just a quick reminder, you can learn more on my website. That's commando.com with a K. K K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.